Hey everybody, this is episode number 81. Today we are talking about how to navigate the new world. So basically how to travel once COVID-19 starts to take a back seat. Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my friends. Fancy seeing you here. Although I wish I could see you. (laughs) I hope you are having a magical week and I am so excited to be here with you all. And if you can't already tell, I'm feeling pretty awesome. (laughs) I've just returned from my very first post-lockdown trip. And I just want to say it was so good to get on a plane again, albeit a little bit different. But domestic travel here in New Zealand is being encouraged. So now that our country is slowly returning back to normal, borders do remain closed, but air travel around the country is starting to increase. Now, full disclosure, this wasn't a solo adventure. (laughs) It was a trip to Wellington here in NZ to visit my family and to introduce them to my new man. So it was a different and new kind of adventure, but it was so good. So I share that with you because I think it shows that things are slowly returning back to normal, that travel will start to resume. Domestic travel has for sure started here in New Zealand, and I think it's only a matter of time before the borders begin to reopen or country bubbles be talked about. Anyway, so today we are talking about how to navigate the new travel world post-COVID-19. So as I mentioned, domestic travel is slowly starting to resume and it's being encouraged in many countries now, which is such a positive sign. And with that comes the talk of borders reopening or country bubbles forming in the not-too-distant future. Here in New Zealand, there has been talk of a New Zealand and Australia bubble and also a bubble with us and the Pacific. So countries like the South Pacific, rather, countries like Fiji or the Cook Islands and Rarotonga, or places like perhaps Samoa and Tonga and Vanuatu, that's a, that side of things. So, what should we expect when it comes to travelling? And how will it have changed? And how best can we now prepare for the changes or any of the new challenges that we may face? Now, Before I dive in, I thought that it was worth mentioning. I have been in the travel industry now for over 10 years. So I have been a travel agent. I have been a travel manager. I have owned my own business here in New Zealand, and I still do. I own a different travel-related business now. Okay. I've also been a a corporate travel agent in the UK. I have hosted and run trips and retreats abroad. 
So my knowledge of the travel industry is really vast. And I've had lots of lengthy conversations with my travel industry friends and colleagues. So I feel really confident in sharing how best to prepare and what to expect. All right, guys, let's dive in. First up, know the country's rules and regulations before booking your trip and before entering the country. Are they requiring you to self-isolate upon entry? And if so, for how long? So here in New Zealand, we currently require anyone coming into our country to self-isolate for 14 days. And a specific facility has been set up for this. It's basically a hotel that's been converted into a self-isolation facility. And that is being enforced So you are literally taken off the plane, you process through customs and driven to this facility, okay? Now, although that is expected to change when borders reopen, it may still be a requirement for other countries that we choose to visit. And that is something that's really important to know ahead of time. So stay up to date with that country's policies with regards to entering, as these may change, okay? Depending on the number of active cases of COVID-19 or the spread and the movement of it within that country, they may alter or change their regulations, okay? And if you choose to travel abroad, you may be required to self-isolate when you return home again. All right, and that too could change based on your country's COVID-19 numbers. Make sure you stay up to date with that information. All right, next, do your research on how open that country is. Side note, I just did air quotes when I said open. (laughs) And I know you guys can't see that, but I just wanted to let you know, I did that. All right, so when I say open, I mean... Is that country more back to normal? Like, is are the tourist sites and attractions open? Or is it limited? So recently, I was telling you guys before, I went on our, a domestic trip here in New Zealand, only to discover that our largest museum, Te Papa in Wellington, was still closed. Now, this is even after two weeks of being at a level where domestic tourism is being encouraged, right? This is one of our biggest draw cards to that city. And it's yet it's still a week away from reopening. So I encourage you guys to do your research on how open that country is and specifically the things that you want to see and do and experience. Are they fully open? Are they partially open? What is going on? Okay, Next up, expect changes to happen and cancellations to possibly occur. Now, things are a long way off being back to normal in terms of travel and tourism, right? And thus, many operators are having to make changes based on country regulations and booking levels. It doesn't make sense for a plane to travel with only five passengers when the next flight two hours later is close to being fully booked. In a time like this where money is tight, expect for that flight to be cancelled and all five people to be put on the next best available flight. 
right? Likewise, if you've perhaps got a a snorkel day trip booked, and the day you have booked for, they only have two bookings, you and one other. They are likely going to ask you to move to the day before or the day after when they have enough people to make the trip viable. So with this, I suggest having more like flexibility and free time than usual in your schedule whilst you're traveling. And therefore, you are able to you know, incorporate these changes if and when they arise. Next up, follow protocols. My friends, <laughs> if you are asked to scan in or sign in, basically what I mean by that is providing your contact details when you entering some when you enter somewhere, then please do it. So on this trip I've just been on throughout the weekend, I went to many different cafes, restaurants, shops. So I went my niece and I, we went down Cuba Street in Wellington one afternoon. I think it was the Saturday afternoon. And we were looking at a couple of the shops there. We went in a cafe and we had a coffee. And each time we entered somewhere new, we were either asked to scan in or sign in. So sometimes it's a written form and they simply asked for the time that you entered, the date that you entered, your name and your contact details. So Sometimes it's just a phone number, sometimes it's an address or an email address, right? Also, sometimes there's a barcode that you can scan. So you simply open the camera on your phone, you scan it, and it then prompts you to open a Safari win window, which means like a, a Google kind of a window, right? So it opens the internet, and then you are prompted to fill in a form with your contact information, okay? Now, not only does it mean that they can contact you, and by they I mean the store or the shop or the restaurant, whatever you've entered, right? It also means that you're following the rules or that they are following the rules rather, okay? So they can contact you if you've been exposed to COVID-19, if there was someone in there at the same time as you who tested positive and then notified that store or that restaurant, okay? So not only is it a safety net for you, but it's also them trying to do their bit, right? It's everyone out there doing their best to protect everyone. And social distancing is likely going to be encouraged and possibly even mandatory in some places. And we're being asked to do many things that are new to us or different to us or strange to us, right? But it has that common goal of trying to stop the spread and keep people safe. So although many of these protocols, protocols may seem annoying, let's just all remember that they are for the greater good. So let's just follow them. All right, hand sanitizer. Who is familiar with that stuff right now? <laughs> Expect that hand sanitizer will be everywhere. But I also recommend carrying some with you at all times, okay? And being mindful of the less hygienic areas on the aircraft. So that's areas like the armrests, the tray tables, the touch screens, and the windows, if you have a window seat, right? So try to sanitize or wash your hands after touching those areas and just be a little bit more mindful of them. Next up, if you get sick, have a plan in place. Now, the likelihood of you getting sick is slim, but it's 
always worth planning for, regardless of whether you get COVID-19 or you get a tummy bug from dodgy food or you break your arm whilst you're out skiing and being adventurous, just have a rough plan in mind, okay? Now, if it is non-travel, uh, sorry, non-COVID-19 related, I would for sure suggest that you contact your travel insurance company and get some advice. Okay, depending on the severity of the illness or the sickness that you have, they may pay for you to travel home or they may pay for your medical bills, okay? But when I say have a plan, I basically mean have the funds or the access to the funds, hello credit cards, that will allow you to change your ticket or to return home ASAP or pay for you to stay on in a hotel, a comfortable place and recover, then change your flight home, okay? Having access to that money just in case, basically, shit hits the fan, all right? Now, remember, if, it's, if it is non-COVID related, have travel insurance just in case. And that brings me to my next point. Don't expect to be covered by travel insurance for anything relating to coronavirus, all right? The reality is that insurance companies are not providing cover for a pandemic, period. As soon as coronavirus or COVID-19 became, it was declared as a pandemic, it was not covered, all right? And even before then, it was a gray area. So if you experience cancellations or you incur costs as a result of COVID-19, it will not be covered. But in most cases, my friends, in 90, 95% of cases, the airlines, the tourism operators, everybody is doing their best and doing their bit to get you on the next best available option, okay? Everyone's doing what they can to help you out and find a solution. Now, however, this does not mean that you should not take travel insurance. If you are traveling out of your home country, I always, always recommend having travel insurance. You know, as a side note, when I was a travel agent in New Zealand here, I heard so many horror stories and I saw firsthand from my own clients and customers when shit hit the fan, when things went wrong, I saw the bills that they had to fit, they had to pay right, when they didn't have insurance. And some of that can rack up to exorbitant amounts of money. Guys, it was scary. Now, I personally have claimed thousands of dollars over the years for damage to luggage and personal items. I had a camera once that dropped from a balcony and smashed. Missed flights, okay, and then having to buy a brand new flight and then also having to overnight in a hotel medical expenses, right, and other bits and pieces. Travel insurance, my friends, is very important and I promise it's worth it. All right, next up is registering with your country as traveling overseas. So what I mean by that is here in New Zealand, we have a website called Safe Travel and the link is safetravel.govt.nz. Now the aim of that website is to provide us with the most up-to-date information on traveling and any high-risk areas or places to avoid. Now on all of these websites, they have a COVID-19 tab, they have a coronavirus update on what to do, you know, where not to travel to and all of that, right? 
Now also, they have an area on there that allows you to register your travel plans and provide all of the info on when you are going, where you are going, and how best to contact you. So this means if something goes wrong or an event occurs whilst you are there, that they can make contact with you and they can let you know your options and how to return home safely. Now, Australia have smarttraveler.gov.au. For the US, you guys have travel.state.gov. Canada, you have travel.gc.ca. And for the UK, you guys have gov.uk slash foreign dash travel dash advice. Now, for anyone else, I encourage you, if I haven't mentioned where you live in your home country, I encourage you to do a Google search in order to find out what is available for you and your home country. Now, this one is one of the most important, my friends. Don't forget the mental aspect, okay? COVID will mess with your head if you let it. If you are freaked out about catching it, about touching any surface or about your trip turning to shit because half of the country is still closed, then you need to take a look in the mirror and check in with yourself. Ultimately, your mental attitude will determine how good or how bad your trip will be. It isn't the circumstances that create our experience. It's how we choose to think about and perceive them, right? Remember, your thoughts create your feelings. What you think about determines how you feel. When you think something sucks, you will feel crap. When you think something is amazing, you will feel great. Ultimately, we get to determine how wonderful, amazing, and life-changing a trip is, or how terrible, awful, and downright crap it is. My friends, mindset is everything. And lastly, remember, everyone is just doing their best and trying to make a living. So when a local tourism operator emails you to tell you he has to move your booking to the next day because you were the only person booked and this totally messes with your travel plans, amongst your disappointment, just remember that he is just trying to make a living and doing his best. Same goes for airline staff right now and aircraft crews and travel agents and tourism staff, right? Everyone is doing their best and they have been under immense pressure lately. Many of them have lost their jobs or they are facing an uncertain future. So let's just take, all just take a little minute to appreciate them, to thank them for their efforts and to remember that they are just doing their best. All right, my friends, that's it for this episode. Fingers and toes crossed that it becomes safe to travel and borders reopen soon. All right. Huge love to you guys. Take care out there. Stay safe. And I will talk to you again next week. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you want more, then make sure you grab a copy of my Ultimate Solo Travel Mindset Guide. 
just visit www.solowomentraveltribe.com slash guide to get your copy today. Feel confident, feel prepared, and feel empowered for your solo travel journey.